0: Is God good? Some may wonder during the time of uncertainty and the unknown of the coronavirus, what is God doing? Did he create this disease to make mankind suffer for their sin? I thought God was good. Life has been turned on its head. Nothing is normal. Our daily routine is chaos. We are isolated and afraid to associate with people. What has happened? If God is so good, why doesn't he do something about this terrible plague that is upon us? Using the word of God, I will attempt to bring to light and answer our present predicament. First, God is good. God's complete character is good. In Luke chapter 18, verse 19, Jesus said to the rich young ruler, why callest thou me good? No one is good except one, that is God. Jesus was attempting to get the rich young ruler to recognize that he was God in the flesh. Therefore, being God, he also, Jesus, was good. In 1 John 1, 5, the Bible says, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. In other words, God always acts according to his right, true, and good character. Holiness and righteousness are part of God's eternal being and cannot contradict his nature. God then is the standard for all good. In the Old Testament, the story of Joseph is told. In the book of Genesis, we find that he was sold by his brothers into Egypt because they were jealous of him. We see Joseph suffering many unpleasant situations While there, sold as a slave, falsely accused by a wicked woman, 13 years in Pharaoh's dungeon, and estranged from his father and mother's love, yet God elevated him to the position of second in command in Egypt. Why? So Joseph could bring his family out of starvation in Canaan, Bring them to Egypt where there was plenty of food. In Genesis 50 verse 20, Joseph says to his brothers, You thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. To bring to pass as it is this day, to save many people alive. There is nothing unpleasant, evil, or dark about God. Psalms 119, verse 68 says, Thou art good. Psalms 105, verse verse number five says, The Lord is good, and his love endureth forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. Everything that God made is originally good. In Genesis chapter 1, When God finished the creation on the sixth day, in verse 31, he says, and God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. 1 Timothy 4, Paul says to his preacher boy, for every creature of God is good. Even the law of Moses that God gave to his people the hebrews to live by was considered as good. Romans chapter 7 verse 12 Paul says about the about the law, therefore the law is holy and the commandments holy and just and good. You see God could only create that which is good. James 1:17 says every good and perfect gift is from Above. Secondly, God did not create evil. The prophet in the Old Testament, Habakkuk chapter 1 and verse 13, says this about God Thou art of pure eyes than to behold evil, and canst not look on iniquity. God abhors sin. He hates our sin, but he loves the sinner. Again, 1 John 1.5, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God does not want you to sin. 1 John 2.1 says, My little children, or Christians, these things write I unto you that you sin not. But you see, my friends, we have an old nature and that old nature, if it's not under the control of the Holy Spirit, is apt to wander and sin. Nor does God ever cause people to sin. James chapter 1, verse 13 says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither neither tempt he, he any man. So sin, sickness, tragedies, disasters, and the coronavirus are all because of evil and wickedness. In other words, it's of the devil. Satan sinned against God in heaven and was thrown out of that perfect place. He came to earth and found a way to get revenge on God by tempting Adam and Eve To disobey God by eating of the forbidden fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Jesus says in John chapter 8 and verse 44 to the Pharisees of his day, those that hated him and were jealous of him, You are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Remember Abel, the first murder? And abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. The very tool that Satan used to tempt Eve into eating of the forbidden fruit is still the main tool of Satan today, lying. Therefore, sin, evil, wickedness, disease, catastrophe, and death are all part of the devil's plan to take as many people to hell with him as he can. We should give thanks to God for his goodness to us. The food, our clothing, shelter, even the oxygen that we breathe, and the simple things of life, are from God. Psalms 107 verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. The problem is found in John chapter 3 verse 19. People love darkness instead of light because their deeds are evil. You see, we are conceived in sin, born in sin, And our hearts get harder towards God as we get older. In Hebrews chapter 3, the writer says three times, Harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. You see, sin is like cement. The longer it sits, the harder it gets. That is why 85% of people get saved before the age of 25. Their hearts are tender. They are receptive to the gospel. And as we get older and we do more sin and we become callous towards the word of God and towards the saving grace of Jesus, we find ourselves indifferent Towards the church and towards Jesus and towards Christian witness. Thirdly, God's gospel means good news. The way God has chosen to save people from their sin is through good news. The gospel is good news that Christ died for us. You see, Christ is the only sinless, perfect person to ever live. He had the nature of God. He never did anything wrong, said anything wrong, went where he wasn't supposed to go. He was perfect. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 3 and 4 says, For I deliver unto you first of all that which I also received. That Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. Neither is it, never is it good news that someone dies. But I'm glad that Jesus died for my sin because that gives me a way to be forgiven of sin, to receive eternal life. And to have the promise of heaven. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, that's me, that's you, that would believe in him would not perish or go to hell, but have everlasting life. You see, God does not want anyone to die without being saved. 2 Peter 3.9 God is not slack concerning his promises, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So my invitation to you is found in Psalms chapter 34 and verse eight. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. And so, my friends, as we consider this virus and we consider the unsurety of this day, we need to realize that God has a plan. This plan sometimes means that he will stop us in our tracks and he will cause us to look towards him. In this day that we're living, we should realize that God is speaking to us. Though he did not create this evil, he did not bring this disease upon us, he can use these things to cause us to stop and consider, am I ready to meet the Lord? Am I saved? Is God trying to tell me something? As God speaks to your heart today, as you think upon the things that God has done for us in sending his son to die on the cross of Calvary in our place that we can go free through believing on him. Let us think about giving our life to him. Repent, turn from your sin. Call upon the name of the Lord, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Listen to this invitation song. Consider giving Christ your life today as God's Spirit speaks to you. Here's what he wants you to do. You see, my friends, all you have to do is bow your head before the Lord, your heart before the Lord in the most sincere moment of your life, and say to God, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life and save me. Thank him for dying on the cross in your place, and tell him you'll live for him from this day forward. Do that, my friend. Don't let this virus or anything else scare you from God. Let me pray in closing. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this day that you have allowed us to live. Lord, we are perplexed. We are unsure. There's fear in people's hearts due to this virus that is spreading across our our country and in this world. But we know, Lord Jesus, that you have You have the peace that passes all understanding by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. We have that assurance that you are with us even to the end. And so we ask you, our Father, we ask you, Lord, at this time, that you would would speak, Lord, to hearts and bring that peace into them. We pray, Father, for those who are working today on our behalf, those in the hospitals, those that are working for preparing food and and those who are driving and bringing the supplies that are needed. For our government officials, we pray a blessing and protection and wisdom. And Father, for the scientists and those who are working to find a cure, that you would give them the wisdom to know how to bring about the right medicines to cure this plague that is upon us. We thank you and we praise you for all that you do for us. Help us to trust in you from all our life. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.